Friday, which means text Sammy. You getting them ready? You know, I don't think we ever asked anyone. Sammy's just out on the show today. He doesn't want to do it. <laughs> Did he take a bathroom uh, break on us? Eh, he's around. He's around somewhere. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into text uh, after we talk to John Mitchell. So we'll get those in. In the meantime, uh, also mention that uh, rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. There's some good ones out there, some not so good ones out there, but they're more directed towards Sammy and Justin. <laughs> That's because so. you keep requesting them to be as such. <laughs> Sammy, what do you? What do they got to do to tax us? I think he's, he's on the call lunch. with our with our next guest. So text five ninety five ninety or fire us a tweet or two, and we'll have Sammy pick through the good ones today. How do you know that? And I don't know that. It's it's the fan five ninety, and it's five ninety twice. So it's really not that <laughs> tough. <laughs> you know that's why I never really wanted to be a host because I had to remember that stuff. Tough, tough, eh? You got a tough bounce getting me as your partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you think it's a good thing? Uh, we're going to tee up uh, with John Mitchell uh, in, in in a few moments. But, uh, all right, let's go to him. He's played over, what, 500 games in the National Hockey League, uh, 325 for the Avs, and now currently covering them on the radio side. Let's go to John Mitchell. Mitch, how are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me, fellas. How are you enjoying the gig? Uh, I do enjoy it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of uh, more of a part-time radio analyst with uh, Connor McGahee there, so uh, I'm I'm hit and miss here or there. But when I do do it, I, I certainly enjoy it. It's it's a it's fun to be there because the Avalanche they're they're a fun team to watch and and commentate on for sure. We're part-timers yeah, the, too, yeah. eh, JB? Yeah, no kidding. The uh, that Avalanche team is just like electric. I, I imagine if you could pick a team to cover in the NHL, they'd have to be up there. Um, we've been talking about Kale McCarr and just like what it is he's doing on the back end. Uh, just just tell us what the what the experience is like watching him in person and uh, what he's doing for the Avalanche this season. Well, I mean, the the kid's a he's a freak out there on the ice. To be quite frank, <laughs> the, the things that he can do with you know not only with the puck but it's more with his legs it's it's the his ability to just accelerate and leave guys and guys that are good at skating leave them in the dust frankly is is mind-blowing so his his edge work his his speed just from from stop to to top speed is is right up there with the elite of the of the elite in the nhl for sure i mean case in point with the overtime goal uh, against uh, the Hawks the other night. I mean, to be able to come up the boards like that, stop on a dime, turn, and be going the other way in you know half a second, and and create that much separation from a, another player playing in the NHL is is phenomenal. And then and then the hands to go with it to to make that move on Flurry and then put it up top chair like that. Uh, that's you got to be somebody that's very talented and and have a, a special ability, and he certainly has it. So it's. It's a lot of fun to watch that kid play every single night. John, it seems like a, a long time coming for the Colorado, uh, Colorado Avalanche to get healthy here. I think Nikushkin's the only one uh, in, in the bunch. But other than that, everybody's talking about Pittsburgh's run the last 10 games. Colorado's has almost been as equally as good. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're firing on all cylinders right now. I think they've won 10 home games in a row. They're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10 games. Uh, you know, I saw Nachushkin at practice today. He was wearing a red jersey, but, I mean, he's doing full full practice. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he's back in the lineup and then, and then the Abs have a complete and utter, fully healthy lineup, goalie, you know, D forwards all the way out. So, to to have that, I mean, obviously they had their their COVID problems, like every you know a lot of teams in the league, but that certainly kind of helped them heal up and and rest up and have everybody ready to go once you know once they kind of got games back up and running. So, I mean, yeah, look look out the rest of the NHL because when the abs are a healthy team, uh, I, I would put them up against any team in the NHL any night of the week. Yeah, no kidding. They're, uh, you know, it's not just that superstar line, which tore apart the Winnipeg Jets the other night, but they've got some quality depth guys. You played with uh, Nazem Kadri uh, early in his career. What do you think of the evolution of, of his game? He's got 42 points in 27 games this season. Uh, yeah. Where are you, where are you at on Nazem's career? Well, he's he's always been right there. You know, frankly, I'm I'm surprised it's kind of taken him. Yeah, I don't want to say taken him this long because he's he's been a very good player in the league for a while. But you know, a, a, over a point per game player. You know, it, it's I'm surprised that it's it's taken this long. And you know, with injuries, you know, Nate and McKinnon was out. You know, Gabe was out. That like there was all kinds of guys out. So he was able to step in, and he he knows that he can step into that role offensively and. You know, I was watching the game last night and he just, you know, he had a little interview in between periods and he said, I'm just going to do me. You know, I know my, my abilities. I know my offensive instincts and I'm just, I'm just going to continue to do it. I'm not going to, you know, shy away from this or, or that, or, you know, play passive. No, I'm just going to play offensively. I'm going to do my things. And, you know, sometimes that, you know, especially with younger players, you, you don't want to do those things because, it tends to you tend to turn the puck over a lot, right? But I think Jared Bednar, he's a good coach, and he he gives he gives certain guys and a lot of guys, uh, you know, a fairly long leash. And when you're when you have that, you build confidence, and then you have success. And before you know it, you've got you know you've got your 42 points, and you're you're leading the team in that category, and you know you're you're just flying out there. So I think that's the way he's he looks at it, and he's not going to change that. And I I mean, good for him. Any other changes from those Toronto days to where he is now or, or just strictly a maturation process that we've all gone through as players? For me, I think it's just a maturation process, like you just said. He, he really hasn't changed much of his game, in my opinions, from you know when I played with him in Toronto and then watched him, and then I've watched him since he's come, he's come here. He really hasn't changed much to be quite honest. He plays the same way. He's got that hard nose. You know, he goes into the corners. He doesn't, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he gets in there. He gets dirty and he's not afraid to do some like a little bit of extracurricular after the whistle from time to time. So, I mean, he's, I think he's just matured and he's, he's kind of flourished and come into his own uh, this year for sure. Um, as far as the popularity, he always had that with the Leaf fans. There was a, a nice bond there is there a similar one in Colorado we all know he's going to be a UFA Uh, we also know that McKinnon may ask as much as 13 million dollars this summer is it a foregone conclusion for AB fans that he's leaving or is there a cry of we love this guy let's find a way to keep him 
Well, I mean, around here for sure, everybody would love to, to keep keep Nas here, but at the end of the day, I, this is a salary cap era, and it's just not really feasible to be able to keep you know players of his caliber. You know, it's a contract year; he's having a you know a huge year, obviously, and then you've got other guys that are going to be coming up. It's just that's just the the animal that the NHL is with the salary cap era. Is you you know you're going to have really good players and they're, they're going to want to get paid period. Right. So that's where you have to kind of build within with your draft picks. And they've got some good young players, Alex Newhook. He's, he's a pretty good little player, but at the same time, I, I'm sure every single abs fan here would love to be able to keep Nas on this team and, and keep this, this entire team intact. Because if you can do that, I, this, this team is going to be good for a really long time, be a cup contending team year in and year out for sure. I think, you know, Leafs fans going into this game against the Avalanche will be familiar with, you know, the big names, obviously, uh, among the forward group and and Makar. But the one that stands out to me, uh, you know, always rooting for the Islanders is uh, Devon Taves, who's really been a a bright spot for the Az. He had 22 points in 19 games from the back end. Uh, He's been a a pleasant surprise, I think it's fair to say, for, for the Avs this year. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, he defensively is fantastic. And then offensively it just seems like he's come out of nowhere but that's just that's just the style that the Avs play they're I I don't want to say they're run and gun but they're very offensive they're they're very shot first mentality get pucks to the net they have they have big bodies that get to the net afterwards you know to to bang in rebounds I mean it's like Nathan McKinnon he has four goals but he has 29 assists but he also has 82 shots on net in 20 games, right? Mm-hmm. So his shooting percentage is not very good, but he's getting pucks to the net, and he know he knows to get pucks to the net because he knows he's going to have Miko Rantanen, the moose, and then Gabe Landeskog right in front of the net, banging in rebounds. So I, I think that's kind of the, the, the mantra around here for the Avs is they get, they get a lot of pucks to the net, they get a lot of bodies to the net, and they, they bang in rebounds a lot. But... Like like you said, Devon Taves, he's he's having a phenomenal year. And case in point, he gets pucks to the net all the time. And he's you know some some find their way into the back of the net, and other ones are you know either rebounds off the goalie or they hit a D man and they lay in the they lay in the crease for tapping. So good for him for sure. Is, is if if it's one question mark, is it what kind of goaltending will they get? Is that still debatable with Kemper? Got off to a slow start. He's coming around. Franz Kuss is there. And I'd say two years ago, you're like, this guy, this, this guy looks good. And then last year it was a bit of a disaster. And where are they on on him as well? Well, yeah. I mean, Kemper, he he did, yeah. At the beginning, he had a little bit of a tough start. And, you know, things weren't going his way, but things have certainly trended in the right direction. You know, the abs they're not the best at, uh, you know, keeping shots away from the net. It's not like they're, you know, they're they're up there in shots on goal, but they're also, you know, up there giving up shots on goal. But they're they're still finding a way to win games. And, and that's, you know, case in point with Darcy Kemper. He's played really well this last, you know, month, six weeks or so. And then François, like, he was he was great two years ago. And then he got hurt in the playoffs and then he got hurt all of last year. I mean, he just he just recently came back, probably not even a month ago. So if there's any question mark on the avalanche, it is probably their goaltending, especially if, you know, heaven forbid, 
Kemper goes down in the, in the playoffs or something like that, you just don't know what you're going to get from Francois because he just he hasn't played a lot of games in the, in the past two years. So hopefully he'll be able to get some games in over the. I mean, they still have a lot of games left to play. I, I feel like the Avs have played the least amount of games maybe in the league. But they they've got a lot of games left to play, so those those questions will will be answered at some point. And I, I, Joe Joe's got a lot to think about coming up trade deadline for sure. Well, we should get a few answers after Saturday night's matchup as uh, two pretty potent offenses go head to head. John, thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Former Toronto yeah, thanks, Maple Leaf, John Mitchell, and Av, of course does radio coverage for the Avalanche. JB, you don't think for one second the Avs are are going to use for a little extra motivation the fact that they were embarrassed here earlier in the season by the Toronto oh, Maple Leafs? What were the cir- circumstances around surrounding that game? Oh, they had Jonas Jonas Yostevson in that. That's yes. not the right name, but he doesn't deserve any better. They, they had a shooter <laughs> tutor in that. What was that score? Eight three or something? Yeah. And if you Yonis. guys remember that game correctly, there was a lot of stretches. That was not an eight three game. There was a lot oh. of stretches during that game where. Colorado carried the play. They had a ton of great chances on on Jack Campbell, and then it just goes down the other way and goes in your net. And it's oh my god, it's eight three. Like it just it really se- seemed in that game that it came down to them having a uh, ECHL or a net. And usually it does when you play in the NHL because that's these guys are pretty good. So I am looking forward to that. And you're right, they're going to be extra motivation to want to show the Leafs who they really are here. It's the Leafs. Everybody cares the most about the Leafs. They want to beat the Leafs. We were just talking at the top of the show about uh, Marner's numbers being underwhelming. McKinnon's, guys, four goals, 20 games. He's been out of the lineup, in the lineup. This guy has not even got out of second gear. Like, Yeah. You watch any of the last night or even watch yeah. the highlights, though? That well, looked like sixth oh gear. Yeah. 12, 12 <laughs> points between him, Rantanen, and Landis Cog, of course, with the hat trick. But I have something. I have a good feeling Nate is going to be going tomorrow night. Yeah, here, uh, Rasmus, handle this live grenade or you know whatever the third pair is going to look he, like for them. He has twelve points in his last five games, but one assist, uh, one goal. Sorry. Yeah, that's strange, isn't it, Sammy? I don't have his career stats in front of me, but like he generally scores to go with his points. No. Oh yeah, like he uh, yeah thirty nine. 41, oh. 35, 20 in his last four. So he puts it in the net. So I don't know if you can pull up the old the old nerd uh, shooting percentage there. I know that's not a nerd number anymore. That's very mainstream. That was mean of me. But um, I, I, his shooting percentage must be in the tank because he, he's definitely way below his, his career average in terms of goal scoring. But um, that one he scored last night where he walked off the half boards and oh, uh, Hellebuck couldn't even get down in time. He just well, he, was standing he, there. He looked like Gump Worsley in that. <laughs> <laughs> he scores goals that, like, you know, it, where it looks like the the guy from college is back playing rec league with his buddies over the break, and he's just going to get a few, and yeah. no one really gets all hot and bothered about it because, like, he's just better. He's yeah. Like, oh, that's just one of those ones. What are you going to do about that? That's Nathan McKinnon. That was nasty. Yeah. All right, well, before we have... get to – oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that the Leafs' upcoming schedule here—they have a—they got a few tests coming up here, boys. It's nice to see. 
to, you know, tomorrow against the Avs, uh, they go to Vegas, they go to St. Louis, they go to the Rangers. Uh, I think he said that they go to uh, New York, uh, the Islanders, to play them, and they've been playing a little better recently. So uh, some stiff tests coming up here, which is nice to see after those two uh, scrimmages we watched back-to-back games. Yeah, Vegas will be a, a good one uh, Tuesday night, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Tuesday? Yep. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. There. I, I got to think that, uh, you know, with the new rules that uh, there should be uh, an Envol Marner signing by then or a sighting by then, maybe. That's a great question. That's soon. Yeah. Hey, what's today? Friday? Yeah. That's tight. But that, would, tight. Be, that would be awesome. Um, it it, it'll, it'll be close. The turnaround is. Boys, do you know how what the turnaround is? My wife works at a hospital. If someone in our house has COVID, she can't go back to work for 20 days. How oh absurd. Well, it's if our unvaccinated kid has, because uh, she's two years old. Uh, she can't go back for 20 days. So I love that NHL players are like, oh, I'll cross the border and play well, in five days. Their game is Tuesday the 11th, and today is Friday the 7th. So that's four days, not not five, right? But so. St- yeah, I guess would they have entered? If yeah, I don't know. So anyway, they'll get them back somewhere in this trip. Yeah, they get them back for the Wednesday night against the Coyotes. I guess would be the game that they'll get them back for. And I guess that'll be the night that Peter Mrazek, the backup goalie, the the Curtis McElhinney making three point eight million dollars a year, gets to to get to get a start there in the second half of a back to back. It is a, a foregone conclusion that he he will play that role. Uh, whatever they envisioned earlier in the year kind of got thrown out the window with do you think so number one him not being available and number two jack just taking it and running with it boys i think they're gonna let him back in they're gonna let open the door to the competition before the season's over oh is jack Jack gonna open what does that mean that means that at some point he's gonna get a run of games where they split 50 50 for 10 games and if he starts playing better than jack campbell they'll play him not a chance. I agree, Kipper. Not no a chance. snowball's chance in hell does Mrazek have any chance of playing three games in a row. Oh, Agreed. you're nuts. You're nuts. No. They didn't pay him $3.8 million to come here and what? be Curtis McElhinney. Let me ask you this, guys. What you run would... the risk of pissing Jack off. What? Well, maybe he'll be cheaper then. I don't know. Where he plays <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> What would Jack Campbell have to do for Peter Mrazek to get three straight games? Be hurt. That's it. Like, what is the – like, Jack Campbell has no. been Listen, the best that, story. There's been 30 hockey games leg. this year. There has been 30 hockey games this year. When Peter Mrazek signed for $3.8 million times three seasons, they didn't bring him here to be the backup. The plan can't have changed that drastically – because he was hurt for a couple months. I mean, listen, I think Jack Campbell's, he's in the Vesna conversation this year. He's fantastic. He's, he's the better of the two goalies, yada, yada. But I think if Mrazek plays better yeah. than him, they're going to play him. Yeah, maybe. I don't see it. No but chance. Just, well, <laughs> all right, all right. No, I'm there is a chance. I'm Here's the thing, case. though, Kipper. They're no, about to jam a, mil- falls off the rails. jam a million games in here. Like a million games, and they're gonna need to. Even, they can't play Jack every night when they're playing. Maybe even like, is there a chance they play two, three nights in a row at some I, point here? Like I they're gonna know. need. No, no, they won't play three nights in a row. That's against the rules, even under the, these circumstances. That's a that's a health issue. They should have played Mrazic against Edmonton. You got to give me that. 
Like I agree. You three, he's healthy. He's dying to get games. They're paying him real money. And now he's going to go three games in a row just sitting on the bench, and he hasn't had a chance to play. Yeah. I, I can see a spot duty. I could even see maybe a back-to-back. But Jack doesn't want to go a week and a half without playing a game if he's healthy and he's already Is he dictating a, terms now? He's, he's, he's had two summers already. You know, another one in the last three weeks. Yeah. You know, four weeks. It's been like half a summer off. This guy's cranked and ready to go. Why do you want to mess with that? I, depresses, I, depresses value. Well, and... Keith adores him, and Mrazek has let him down at every turn so far. Like, I mean, even in the games that Mrazek's played, he's let in four goals. And he's played Jack five Campbell, periods and given up, like, a Jack touchdown. Campbell plays every night and is unbelievable, and everyone adores him. And he's like, ah, we should probably give old Mrazek some run. Why? No Sample chance. Sample size. Sample size. Because career over their careers, Mrazek's been good. Yeah. yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Can't convince <laughs> me. No. All right. Before we get to uh, Sammy's. Uh, Texts, uh, calls, messages, whatever you want to call it. Uh, any thoughts on the hit last night? Uh, we're talking Minnesota Wild, Boston Bruins. I guess uh, Kirill the Thrill uh, got uh, hit by uh, 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 Frederick. No, Trent uh, Frederick. Yes, Trent Frederick. And yeah. uh, Dean Evison called it predatory hit. I didn't get that sense at all, guys. How about you? We got we got the clip. Do you want to play it? Yeah, yeah what absolutely. Do you, what do you say? I'm really frustrated with um, how Curl got hurt. Um, it's a predatorial hit. Like it's it's the one that the league we don't want that, right? I mean, the puck is sitting right there. Like you know what he's doing. He's going to hurt our best player. There's no question that. There's no intention. That is not a hockey play. The puck's sitting right there. All he has to do is take the puck and go. And he he, he puts, like, in a vulnerable position, you hit a player from behind. It just it, We see it all the time, and it gets taken care of. I hope it gets taken care of here. So, you know, here's my take on the hit. He, You know, Kaprizov is tied up with another player and cutting back. That is often a time where guys back-checking forwards can light guys up. Like, if you're someone who's a physical player, I don't know if you remember Zach Cashin blowing up uh, Nathan McKinnon a, a year ago or something like that, but that cutback, you can get guys. So, Frederick's locked in on the hit, and in slow motion, it's not great. The puck is there. Frederick could just grab the puck. Kaprizov is backwards against the boards. It's bad. It, it does, to me, strike me as a play, though, where Frederick is not... It's not predatory so much as he's trying to throw a big hit because he's a hitting player, and it just kind of ends poorly. I don't know. What do you guys think? I Yes. Uh, first of all, bad choice of words, predatory. But he's protecting his player, and yeah. that's what coaches are supposed to do. Uh, but I agree that... It, that Kirill's defenseless to a certain point, but it's only because he was battling uh, Grizzlick on the wall and he got bumped and he was put in that position for me immediately prior to the contact by Frederick. Uh, uh, Frederick. Right. That's it. That's all I saw. And I don't think, I don't think uh, Trent uh, Frederick had the opportunity or the time to slow down. I mean, he lets up a bit, to be honest. 
You know, the uh, what I love, though, is I love Marcus Foligno. Like, Marcus Foligno, if you can have Marcus or Nick, I think you got to go Marcus at this point. <laughs> he is, you know, a tough cookie who really went uh, went after him and stood up for his guy. Love that, that, that the Wild have guys like that. Well, and, and when I talk about uh, games that the Leafs have played, a handful of games that they really got pushed, that Minnesota game was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Sammy what we hope we see. Now. We should see that in the next two nights with Colorado and, and Vegas. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's so, going to be a, Sorry, Sam, you're a wild guy, right? Well, I do love the wild. And I just to go back to that hit, I think people there is a bit of a beat when he's going in to hit him. And a lot of people are – like there's a beat where he maybe could have gone the other way. But, like, mm-hmm. it's a fast game out there. It's Trent Frederick – how often is he even on the ice against Kaprizov? He's got a chance to hit one of the best guys. He's licking his chops. He's committed to the hit. He went for it. He may get a game or whatever, but I don't think it's like the dirtiest thing in the world. The puck was right there. I think people are a little bit too upset about this one. You think he gets a game or two? I don't. I don't know. No. No. I don't I think don't... so. I. I kind of hope not. All told, it's like if you're Frederick, the outcome is kind of not bad either. Like, Capri, you're a physical guy. You, you know, Kaprizov had to leave the game. I don't think yep. he goes to his re- in the locker room and his coaching his coaches go, hey, Trent, we can't have you doing that. You know, that doesn't yeah. happen. No, he, they, uh, yeah, I would agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. Yeah. All right, you guys, some uh, text tweets. You, you convinced that, uh, just one quick, Comment on the standings. You convinced that uh, the East is already uh, looked after with the wild card teams. At least uh, the eight. Boston's in. I gotta pull it up here. Give me I the guess. wild card look. Boston. Yeah. Boston's dicey, but boy, eh, they're still better than the teams that are chasing them. Like the teams and that's directly Detroit under and heels. Jersey. Yeah, the teams yeah. directly behind them are Detroit, Jersey, it's Philly. Done. Like it is done. Oh, it's no. locked. Okay, I mean that's that's Islanders. where it is. Can the Islanders do it? God, that's a long shot, man. How they gotta go on a run. They, they've only played mm. twenty eight games. Is the only reason I bring them up. Like, you know, the faith. Boy, they gotta get hot. And you're talking about catching Boston or Pittsburgh, which yeah. not likely. I guess my only thought you're is thinking, could a team yeah. like the Rangers blow it. Yeah. You're you're, you're thinking like an alumni. I'm thinking with my heart, <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> yes, I know. I you know, but were... uh, Lou's going to try. Yeah, I hope so. What are you saying, Sammy? Well, you guys were talking about the 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 way the standings are with Mac and the playoff stuff. And while I agree mm. that, you know, I do wish there was a world where the Leafs didn't have to play the Bruins or the Lightning or the Cats every year, you kind of got to beat good teams no matter what I guess it's just getting good teams out in the first round but if it was if it was the old way the Leafs are playing the Caps so is that a better fate if it's the old way sorry so that would be one versus eight or two no right now it'd be three versus six in the way the standings are right now yeah I still I still would rather take place the Capitals, I think, than Florida or Tampa. I don't know. But but I see your point, that you're still playing a good team in the first round. You are. It's the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you are. But, uh, again, if you're finishing top three, let's just say for argument's sake that uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Toronto are the top three teams in the whole East. Yeah. I still but- want to take my chances on playing right now the Bruins, Pittsburgh, or the Rangers. That's me. 
Yeah, not, that's right. Not yeah, I'm with you. Washington. Beat themselves not up in the Flo- first round. Like, for the Leafs, not Florida, Tampa Bay, or Washington. I want to avoid those teams in the first round. Carolina, you was the only team you haven't mentioned. You, you scared of Carolina? Well, no, I like Carolina. I, I I have them, yeah, right up there for sure. But scared of their goalie. I I the the, the, <laughs> the first round matchup I would like if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs would still be Boston, Pittsburgh, or the Rangers. I that that would be yeah. my warm up. You know what's so funny about talking about how solidified the East is? If you look at goal differential, the NHL uh, puts it in green if you're positive and red if you're negative. The cutoff of the eight teams it's after amazing. Boston. Oh, it is. It's like, you know, teams are plus 40, plus 30, plus 30, plus 24. You know, the Bruins are plus eight. And all of a sudden after that, minus 18, minus 20, minus 28. Like, it, it ain't it ain't turning around for, for pretty much any of those teams. All right, we got a couple good texts here. I want to read. I want to read this this text because um, this made me laugh very hard. So I'm going to read it to you guys. Uh, this is from our boy Derek in Bowmanville. Love the show, guys. I heard Gorstelic drive so slow that the police sketch his car instead of using radar. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's awesome. I'll that's be using old... that one on him. Oh, yeah. God, isn't that great? It is 40 time is on a calendar, not a stopwatch, that old joke. That's great. <laughs> so here, this is, a, this is a great question that's relevant to what we were just talking about. And uh, it's from Daniel in Toronto. This week we saw again that Florida and Tampa are truly elite teams. Would the least losing in seven games to either Florida or Tampa in the first round result in major changes? such as trading one of the big four or firing Duvis, love the show. That is the best question you could ask. That is a crucial question. I would like to hear what Kipper has to say. Yeah, I see I, I see changes coming. Me too. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, you, put, Tampa, you push the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time Tampa, cup Boston, champs to seven. Bo- Tampa, Boston, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not no good excuses. enough. It's just not good enough. It's... And that will be, you know, Brendan Shanahan's ninth season next year. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. If I'm not mistaken. And not being able to advance past the first round, that calls for changes. And I don't think it's Brendan Shanahan leaving, but he's gonna have to he's gonna have to change something. Well, what's going to be wild about it is, like, let's say that scenario plays itself out. What have they been eliminated in the first round? Five straight times? You had Washington, Boston, Boston, Columbus, Montreal, five straight times. So you tack Tampa Bay or Florida onto that list, and you can say, you know, we made the playoff six straight season. We were the underdog in how many of these series? Four of them, something like that. Like, the case can be made that it's been a good run. But I agree, excuse time is over. They have to win a playoff round. That's it. Yeah. They have to win a playoff row. And or changes be made. Again, uh, the argument that should have played better facing Tampa Bay. Why did you face Tampa Bay in the first round? Why didn't you face, like I said, uh, a wild card team? Because you're not good enough. You were good enough to win enough games. Your GM is all of a sudden. So this is what we're saying for Dubas. It's second round or bust. Second round or fired? Yeah. I, I, again, uh, it's still hard. It's still hard even after a second round. It's it's the timing of this, guys, and the upside. And where is it? Like, what happens next year? 
What do you sign Jack at? Who does Jack Campbell signing cost you to get rid of? McKayev, turning into a pretty good player. You've put some investment in him, and now you can't afford him either. So you, you, you're going to lose him. And uh, how, how better of a team are you? I don't know. Next year, yeah. Yeah, part of and, the problem and, with being up against and, Cap and, is how do you make changes? And now you're two years away from Austin Matthews becoming a UFA. I will say I'm not as sold that Dubas, a first-round elimination, or sorry, if they get to the second round, like I think Dubas has a little bit of runway here as long as Brandon Shanahan's around because Brandon Shanahan has tied himself to Kyle Dubas, right? Mm -hmm. Like their legacies are now intertwined. And if, if Shanahan's still around, it's hard to see a world where he moves on from Kyle Dubas. But, yeah. Boy, first round is uh, it would be a tough way to go this year. I think the only the only caveat would be if yeah Matthews was out and they took him to seven or there's some sort of right. injury thing. Do you think that would make any difference or it still just doesn't matter? Yeah, uh, it would matter. Again, right now it seems like an eternity away, but that Peter Mrazek contract next year, this summer, could be a real headache for them. Didn't you hear me earlier in the show? He's going to yeah. start for them in playoffs this year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then, uh, then, then the next text message is, should say uh, uh, to Justin, uh, where's Jack Campbell going to play next year? Because it ain't in Toronto. Um, well, here, here's the next question. That's here's one from our our longtime texter SJ in North York. Justin's takes are usually very balanced and insightful, but I think you're suffering from sleep de- deprivation on this one. Campbell has the starter job locked up. Yeah, so that was yeah, from yeah. SJ in North York. So it was perfect there. Uh, you're, yep. you're, well you're, said. Yeah. I um, Listen, there's a part of me that is trying to look at that contract and say it's really tough to evaluate anything so far. Injuries happen unless you believe that a guy is so injury prone that, it, that it, you start to take it into effect on evaluating him. And that to me is a guy like Andre Kasha is at that point where he's been hurt so much that it's a part of you're like, all right, well, he's an injury concern. Is Mrazek there? Was he there before they signed the deal? I guess yes. If you don't think so, maybe the Leafs don't, then it could just be unlucky and he hasn't had his chance to prove himself yet. But I get the point that it's unhinged. I'm partially just trying to present the other side. Yeah. Kipper, I think you, Kipper, I think you got a secret admirer on the text line. Somebody said it's so nice to hear Kipper's voice. Thanks so much with a bunch of heart and fire emojis. So, uh, oh, Kipper, nice, nice. Turn it in for your voice, buddy. Have you guys looked at a, a couple of uh, rating and reviews on on the Apple? Because I Uh-oh. read one, Uh-oh. I read one the other day. I'm just gonna find it right now. Where uh, is it? The one about me? No, no, no. I already <laughs> said that one. The the too much oh, okay, Sammy. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are we we already did that one. This okay, one good, good. was um faces for radio question mark. This is Sarah from Scarborough who says Justin is way too handsome for radio. Get this oh! show on TV ASAP. And you guys are looking at me in my bed with my belly spilling out of my shirt here. Just a complete you got Kipper derelict. on that shirt. It's a little mustard. Yeah. <laughs> oh I am, I am not proud of my condition these days. Thank yeah. you, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's, uh, Sarah's uh, pretty happy these days. What do we? What yeah, else we got, great. Sammy? Hey, listen. Let me ask you something. Here's a here's a text I, I'm, I'm going to send in. Mm-hmm. I purposely. Okay. 
I, I purposely uh, avoided wishing our guests a happy new year. Like, you can't. The cutoff's already passed, right? Like, nobody's doing that anymore. Oh, I love this question. January 7th? I actually I love, love this question, question too. So, you've seen you the Larry, have you seen the Larry David bit on this? No. No, I did not. Uh, have you, Sammy? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm crushed, Kipper, if that you haven't. you got to look it up. But he's at the gym, and a girl wishes a, a pregnant woman wishes him Happy New Year. And he's like, ah, you can't. Three days, he says. You get a three-day uh, Three Happy days. New To me, I'm good, on, I'm good in the first week of January, even into the second week. You're still at the start of the whole thing here. Okay. I think you're okay to All say right, Happy um, New Year. Have a good 2020. I, oh. I go, I'm, le- I'm legitimately the first day. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it at midnight, and then I'll do it like until end of Jan one, and then I'm out. I, like, wow, that's okay. a hard line. You're a radical Happy yeah, New Yearist. I, I don't, listen, if someone says it to me, I'm not gonna be like you, dick. But like, I just <laughs> I would never say it after January first ever. So that's that not that in reminds my me, not in my uh, vocabulary. It reminds me, I think my second or third year in um, I'm with the Washington Capitals and my roommate Steve Leach. And it's like the second week of March and uh, I'm dragging our Christmas tree out of the house and it's dry. It's, it's dry. And I see my neighbors watching me like I got three heads. Yeah. And the only thing I could come up with was, yeah, I'm so glad the holiday season's finally over. So, so what you guys are telling me, Patty's day, there's not a chance I'm, I can, I can say Happy New Year in March, right? Is that what you're no, telling me? I, I think you're past your statute of limitations at that point. But yeah. All right. Good. I like Good. Sammy digging right. in on it. Sammy, we got any more? What do we – no, I just want to ask you guys, what are we thinking tomorrow night? Let's a little score prediction going here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't like the fact that uh, Nate's just warming up. I'm like full, full super fan of the Leafs right now. After watching them just like ragdoll two hockey teams, I like. I, I feel like, I feel like they're good. I'm a believer. I feel like they're going to beat them. Well, I tell you what, if they do, it's uh, it, it'll it'll take them to another level because Colorado's healthy, and their big big guys are scoring, mm-hmm. and this is now a legit team. That's. One of the best in the league here. Ah, you're right. It is. It is. So, and you know what? The Marner so thing it's a, it's swings a things ask. a little bit, too. It is a big ask. Now I'm thinking it's, about it's Marner great, and them flying. It's a great challenge. So It is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say we'll, that we'll, if there's we'll, some goals, I'll take 4-3 Leafs. You will, eh? Mm. Yeah. I'll take 4-2 uh, I'll take four, two Avs. Sammy? I'm going to go Jack Campbell stands on his head. It's a 5-2 victory for the Toronto Whoa. tomorrow night. Whoa. I think they get outshot, but uh, Jack Campbell proves Kale to be McCart the difference uh, between trip- the, with, with Kemper and the other end. Kale McCart trips over his own feet uh, on any goals against? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen okay. either. I think, fun yeah. week, guys. That was really fun. Really appreciate everybody's effort. Should set up for a great one Saturday night. No Mitch Marner, but uh, the Leafs are going in. Very confident. Be fun to watch. All right, our thanks to Dylan Brown on tech. Sammy, great effort. JB, always a pleasure, pal. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. And we're right back on Monday on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Take care, everyone.